Good morning. Good it's another morning. Sunday bank holiday weekend. I'm joined by the ever fresh Mr. Brown. Very fresh. Fresh from another fifty thousand steps. That's yeah. So, You've been uh, rubbing rubbing uh, rubbing up against celebrities, I hear, with your walking football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you believe they selected me or they put me in they put me in a team on um, Friday? with um england internationals and barn and the barnet and the barnet team as well and it was like gee different standards different level and actually one of the things um you know we talk about a lot is how are you going to improve by constantly staying still so you know for me it was you know i just wanted to something after sam passed away that i just wanted to do meet new people um and just you know just enjoy it and then it's um they obviously seen something that i've never seen before and um they decided to well actually tell you what is i started talking to somebody there um who was in the team and you know you just start talking and then because of him he got me to play on i saw they send out the team and it says pitch a and if you're on pitch A, that's where all the best players are. So, so it's like all week it came on Monday. Am I going to be with all these better players or not? Morning, Jim. But it really, really pushed me out of my comfort zone. <laughs> really pushed me out of my comfort zone. And actually, if you put that in business, what are you doing to get out of your comfort zone? You know, are you just staying still? Um, or are you doing something um, that you feel uncomfortable doing? You know, so I know I had um, a few training sessions this week. And again, one of the things that comes up and I keep on talking about it and Chris Watkin, I think he talks a little bit about it. I mean, he's only written 1500 videos on um, on videos um, is videos and, you know, people saying, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. It's too um, it's too much. Um, so I got very um, uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> playing football. But actually, my cardio, I don't think my cardio has been at that level for such a long time. My yeah. heart rate was really up. Um, so I enjoyed it. Funnily enough, on Friday, I normally stuff myself because I then do cricket coaching. Yeah. And um, actually, didn't eat as much. No. So, um, that's you didn't have the energy to eat. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? After I played football, so I walked, I walked to, um, from my house to uh, Barnet Football Ground most probably about 35 minute walk and then a 35 minute walk back and then i come home and i get ready and i do cricket coaching at stanmore cricket club yeah and um that's a five that's a five kilometer walk so um i then came back walked there um and i did and then i walked back so i did 10k after um, hence the reason why I hit 50,000. So I wasn't going to be there to hit the, um, the 50,000, but I did. So two weeks in a row. But question to everybody, what are you doing to come out of your comfort zone? What are you doing to, to challenge yourself? Um, so, and they've asked me to play in a tournament now um, for Barnet, which is very ironic because Sam absolutely hated Barnet Football Club um, with a passion. Because I think they relegated Hereford one season, so, <laughs> uh, so I think Sam's watching over me. The just, irony, and she and she and she's just laughing. And you know, yeah. it's like the same with the Soul Campbell podcast as well. Yeah. 
um, yeah. which was funny. And then um, this week I dropped Joel to um, to school and he put on some rubbish music and I'm sure there's people on here that like Capital Extra. So no, nothing against Capital Extra except I just hate the music. So he left it on and um, I never flick channels. So I just decided to flick it and I ended up on Magic. And yeah. um, the first song they played was Sam's, uh, Sam and I's um, wedding song. Everything I do, I do it for you by Brian yeah. Adams. And it's like, yeah. really? And then I just started talking to Sam. You're watching, you're watching me, aren't you? <laughs> you let me know, you let me know that you're still here. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so yeah. It, it was funny. So morning, Mincy. Nice to see you. Glad you've come out of witness protection now. Andy Overman, good question. Where is Andy Overman? Who is Andy Overman? Yeah, does he still exist? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's doing very well over at um, Fetford, and I think he's absolutely exhausted, and he's going to spend some well-deserved family absolutely. time. Absolutely, absolutely. Again, it's. I'm sure everyone can empathise with the struggles um, that it brings in in starting up a new business, and even just running a business, and the time it takes in order to do that, and the time you have to devote to winning those listings, doing the viewings and everything else that's involved behind the scenes that not necessarily as non-business owners, you don't see that goes on. And uh, sometimes that comes at a sacrifice of spending time with the family. So no, absolutely to the right thing for Andy to do um, for it. But um, <clears throat> obviously your football analogy is great because I think agents watching, listening to this could, could take a lot from that. So you were playing with, so, so if you're like a, a five out of ten when it comes to walking football, and um, then obviously they're the ten, they're the tens out of tens. Um, so, what in in your area or or map of the world? What other agencies? Are, so, if you're, I don't know, let's say for example, you're you're one office. Um, can you link up with someone that's got two offices or three offices? Or if you're a two hundred fifty thousand pound turnover business, can you link up with someone that's a half a million um, turnover business to see? um what what that's like how what how does that map out because those players that you were playing against they probably saw the passes that were being made well before you were um yeah. and that's what gave them that edge and if you can link up with those business owners that are say the 250 to half a million turnover then you're going to be able to then envisage what's going to come when you're trying to grow the business um as well, I know Josh Fegan talks talks about that when I had a chat to him a couple of years ago, uh, and he said in order, so if you, if you want to be at 1.5 next year, then you've got to be looking at what 1.5 million pound businesses are and what they look like, and then vision it, what, what it is. So what does that equate to in terms of valuations per month? What does that equate to in terms of exchanges per month? So you actually know what that looks like, and then what, what does that mean for the business? And when you've got that vision, it helps it become a bit more of a rea reality then. Definitely. And then on the when James Timpson was talking, um, how many times did James Timpson go and see other business, other businesses to go and prove um, what was happening with his business? That's what he wanted to do. Um, and I know there's other people. I know Ryan's been into loads of agents to see how they improve and how they get yeah. better. Um, you know, obviously, it may be a difficult be a a bit difficult now um i know spencer lawrence has been amazing and he's allowed people to come into his business 
um, to have a look, you know, what he was doing. How did he get from um, up to 1,500 and plus managed properties? Um, but yes, you know, great. Exactly what are you doing to improve, to find out? And I appreciate at the moment it is very, very difficult um, out there um, and time and and time is precious um and one of the things that i think i've learned from my training that i've been doing over the last three weeks is that because everybody's been mightily busy one thing has gone out the window i have a guess what that is prospecting oh you got that in one so do, now, do you know how, know how i work that one out mr brown go on then because what are, what's everyone complaining about yeah, shortage of instructions. Shortage of instructions. So those shortage of instructions aren't because of what the market's doing at this moment in time. They're they There is the reason for it is because you weren't doing what you should have been doing three, four, five, six months ago, even a year ago, to nurture nurture your your, your data bank. Hundred percent. So again, it's coming back to that you know, going back and scheduling that one hour in your day to prospect every single day. Um, and then you're going to see the benefit in 30, 60, 90 days. Um, and one of the things I talk about, and I'm, and I'm sure I've mentioned it loads of times before. So I was doing a training session um, earlier in the week. Um, and just to demonstrate the point, um, I think it's about asking disruptive questions when you prospect. You know, it was one of the questions to, to somebody there who owns a property asking them how their living space was. And without me, you know, I just all I asked was that question. And they looked at me to say, how do you know we're looking to move? And it's well, you know, because people have been in lockdown for so long, you know, they need better broadband. They need they're looking for a garden. They're looking for a more office space. They're looking to convert their garage into a really funky place with loads of TV screens and bicycles and 18 screens and whatever. They need that more space. So, you know, straight away, this lady said, yeah, I want to move. You know, I'm really, really keen to move. So how good are you asking when you're prospecting? Just a simple question. How's your living space? Just from yeah. that one question, you'd be surprised at um, where that takes you and where that opens up. Um, yeah. You know, and there were some there were some other um, looking back at the Daniel Spencer stuff as well. And again, you know, really, really simple question. So, Luke, um, mm. I I heard that somebody, one of your neighbours, is looking to to move um, on your estate. Do you know which one? Absolutely. Well, I know where where we've moved from because the next door neighbours just put their house up the on the market and sold. Oh, really? Hopefully yeah. through you. Unfortunately, not. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. So, um, who, who do you think after that would be the next home likely to come onto the market? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you know what's what's going what's going on in the street that you know more than than the agent does, and and, and I would suspect. No, it would be number 10. Okay. So if that's the case, I've already got advantage over the other agents because I could be going to have that conversation with number 10 before the yeah. other agents even know that it's coming on the market. Yeah. So, you know, how good are we asking uh, asking these questions um, about, you know, when to our vendors, to, you know, about their neighbours, et cetera, et cetera. 
David Mintz, is better broadband a big enough reason to move in these digital days? Um, I think so. If people are working from home um, and their Wi-Fi is absolutely horrendous, I think that presents a problem. Yeah, um, I, think so. it's, I think it's something that's not maybe used in isolation. It's something in a combination. So the whole broadband, then they need, like what, like what I've done at home, created a home office space, converted half the garage. Um, so those two, the fact of they don't want to be using their dining room table or their ironing board as their desk or their bedroom uh, or even spare spare room, they, they need to create that extra space. I mean, I, I was, um, interestingly, um, I think it's Davidson Homes um, around our neck of the woods, in their gardens, they're actually putting in one of these cabins to, to showcase how you can actually create a work from home space, studio, uh, man cave, however you want to brand it. Um, and you walk around John Lewis. So I walked around John Lewis the other day, um, just whilst we're picking something up. And guess what? They've got right bang smack in the middle of one of their shops. Uh, literally, you can go and order uh, uh, a home office studio set. I think it was like £10,000 where it's all delivered and set up for you. And, and they've tapped into that. And, and again, the new home builders are tap, tapped into that. Look at all their descriptions as to, as, and they're, they're kind of highlighting the fact that you're getting fiber to the premises in the most of those builds. So you're getting up to up to 900 megabits broadband speeds um, for it. So it, I think it's used as a combination. It's maybe not a massive thing for um, driving them for, for just the broadband change, but um, I, the, the times are here to stay. I know someone that works for um, quite a large building firm uh, that has kind of depots across the country, and they're actually reducing their head office space in Leicester. Um, and it's work, and it's working from home is is the future is what is what they've said. So they're reducing their head office costs. They've seen it as an opportunity to reduce that cost, obviously increase profit. Perhaps they've maybe even seen productivity improvements with the work from home. Um, but it, it and Lloyd's, I think Lloyd's, uh, the banks, so their head office space, I think they've announced they're reducing it by 20%. So I, th I think there's still massive, massive markets for it. Definitely. So I've got a question for you and got a question for our audience today. Um, all the people that are buying at the moment, as a percentage, it's a majority first time buyers. So the majority people downsizing, upsizing. Um, what is it? Question one. And question two, um, mortgages. So um, how easy is it now to get a 95% mortgage? Um, and are you finding that there are more first-time buyers coming into the market because of the ease of what's going on with mortgages? Yeah, so that's um, that's so I pose that question to our mortgage brokers. So we've got three mortgage advisors um, who are part of MAB um, in the office. Um, so I said we need to what, what's the deal with the ninety five percent mortgages? And the first thing they said, the actual loan to value. So again, Pat, do um, do agents know what the average loan to value is of the properties that they're selling? So. Um, for hours, when we were arranging the mortgage, it's 70, 72% was the loan to value um, for it. Um, and from what they're telling me with the 95% mortgages is that you've got to have a squeaky clean uh, credit file 
Um, so the moment you've got a late payment, even if it's for like a mobile phone or something like that, then it, you don't you don't qualify for the 95% mortgage. And also the interest rates are not, they're, they're still good, but they're not as favorable. So you, I think the cheapest was about 3.89. Um, whereas if they could find the extra 5%, then you're getting closer to 2%. All of a sudden your mortgage payments are coming right down. I, la I laugh because I found some paperwork this week um, from, oh my good God, um, about 30 odd years ago where I was paying 13%. Yeah. So 3.89% is very, very, very. Uh, yeah. And, and that's, uh, I think that's maybe five year fixed or five, five year discounted possibly um, or, or capped. So, um, but do, but do our negotiators and do our colleagues in the offices know about the 95% deals? Um, we're not turning into mortgage advisors because, again, it becomes heavily regulated, but enough to, to when you're speaking to a first-time buyer that you're that little bit more knowledgeable compared to Mr. Blogs up the road. Okay, so it is interesting. So, Ryan, thanks for joining us. Tim, thanks for joining us. So, Jeremy, more first-time buyers and seeing Alvestas buying too. Okay, so that's interesting. Tim, sold out of flats currently with the last 10 sales being 70% first-time buyers that all had large deposits from Bank of Mum and Dad. Okay, interesting. So, thank you. So, again, coming back to um, videos, is this something that agents should be doing with mortgage brokers, educating people um, with what's going on out there in the market? trying to encourage first-time buyers um, out there and just being the Google of the area and letting people know, or Google of your market, letting people know what actually is going on. You know, when was the last time somebody's done an, uh, a Facebook Live with a mortgage broker? You know, yeah. should that should that be a regular Friday occurrence or regular weekly yeah. occurrence yeah. to let people know what's going on? Um, yeah. Again, you could, you could interpret. Um, so Lisa Novak, obviously been on the show. So she put out a social media post, uh, just trying to find it here. So um, where basically she's encouraging clients to text in. So it's what's going on with the crazy Northern Beach mark, property market, SMS the market to and then a telephone number. But again, could you adapt that to be... Um, what, what's going on? What, what's all this about the 95% mortgages? Or do I qualify for 95% mortgages? mortgage um, text to find out here? And then it's a, just a soft intro into into speaking to them and then potentially passing them across to your, your mortgage broker if you've, if you've got one. If not, link up with one. Okay, there you go. So Valisa Novak of Fife, Scotland says, video doesn't work, forget it, give up and don't bother. <laughs> so jim is absolutely phenomenal relentless um, but consistent 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 but what a difference it's made to him and his business um lo local celebrity can't walk anywhere in scotland without being recognized yeah especially whilst he's running in his eft yeah. shirt <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, so, so texting is great, you know, getting that out there, asking the question. And actually maybe coming back, and again, we've discussed this as well, maybe another text is, you know, are you looking to move in 2021 in Leicester? 
Yeah. Uh, are you looking to buy in 2021 in Leicester? Yeah. Um, and get and get that message out there um, as yeah. well. Um, you know, and again, they're simple things. I'm yeah. sure, you know, the mortgage, having a video with a mortgage broker, getting it out there and putting it on Facebook and, you know, putting a few pennies behind it. Um, again, you're just helping people. So can I can I talk about helping people? Yeah. Um, and talk about community. So one thing I just want to share, because I like kindness, and um, I had some more kindness shown to me this week. Um, so, and it's just funny how things come round. So next door neighbour has a gardener. I've used him a couple of times, but he takes a piss. He's just far too expensive. Um, and um, sometimes it just really um, frustrates me. I've asked him a couple of times if he could just do the weeds um, on my, in my um, front garden. And he's always said, no, 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 I'm far too busy. I'm far too busy. So two weeks ago on one of my small walks, um, I bumped into him, he was at a petrol station filling up and I said hello um, and told him about Sam and I think he was he was gen genuinely shocked. Um, and I was doing some work here on um, Thursday and I see him in my front garden and I couldn't go out and I didn't know what he was doing. Um, and then I came out and all the weeds are gone. All the, hadn't asked him, okay. They were all gone. So shout out to the gardener whose name I don't know, but it was incredibly kind. So I'm very grateful. And then the other thing, um, I think this is really important with your Facebook groups. Okay. So again, are you observing what's going on in your Facebook group? Oh, hold on. We're joined by Michael Nettleton, who Project is Primo. It's like the marketing supremo. Yeah. Everywhere I go, it's um, Property Industry I, yeah. it's Wentworth Golf Course, it's yeah. the Negotiator. He's probably watching us from like the ninth, ninth hole somewhere after he's uh, just about to sink a birdie. Over all the, all the 19th and he's shooting, yeah. he's shoot, he's shooting eagles. Well yeah. done, Michael. Um, so coming back, how frequently are you looking in your um, community groups in your area? So one of the things that came up in my local group was that um, a parent posted from a school that um, this school would set up a GoFundMe page because they weren't getting the necessary um, finances from local government, from, um, from the council, wherever it was. Um, so, and they, as I, time, these are for things, simple things like calculators or even pads and pens, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, actually. So, uh, let me finish your story, and you're spot on because I'm being sent a list of what exactly they need um, in the area. So, yeah. um, so I saw it. I phoned up the school. I said, "Look, I can't give you any money, but I'm happy to give you some tablets or laptops." So, long and short of it giving them some tablets and some laptops, get an email from them this week. Um, we're incredibly grateful for everything you've done for the school. Thank you. Um, we'd love for you to come in so we can show you around and give you an idea what the school looks like. So I took them up on the offer and um, I went there and it's a proper community school. So they have like a room for midwives there. 
um you know they have preschool they have it's a primary school they've got loads of books there um next to it, it's a special needs school um they've got soft play areas for kids you know so they can run off all their silliness and whatever so, so you know it's a proper community place and turns out that they've got kids there that talk 42 different languages um and they've also got a food bank there as well and um they said to me we thought we were in quite an affluent area and we've been shocked by the people coming in um and asking for and, and taking food and and these are people that have been furloughed these are people that um you know potentially have lost their job um as well um so as a result of that conversation i went back on that um community facebook page um and i said um the school is looking for donations for food because it's a hub and also books and and i cannot tell you i've been inundated with people that are happy to donate books to the school so i've had a friend literally drop around a book of a, uh, a box of amazing books here which i think is phenomenal other parents from a school you know they didn't even realize um or they've been there previously they're taking books to the school as well on friday i went around to local estate agents in my area mill hill to ask them whether they would be interested in acting as a collection as a food bank to take stuff there as well um but the point is are you seeing what your community needs on your local facebook pages okay so i've actually most probably because as a result of it they're going to get a hundred of books and also a massive shout out to jerry lyons who when he saw and um, what i posted 40 books of what is it dog spot the dog oh spot the difference Spot the difference um, yeah which been kind enough to um send to me and i'm going to donate to the to the school which and is the school, uh, and the schools love love that book and it's it's really relevant um partic particularly now um but yeah it's it's a fantastic book so you know thank you jerry that's incredibly kind of you so point is what are you doing with your local community pages you know is there stuff there that you can support you know and i know everybody does a lot and actually talking about support, I don't know if you saw um, Oliver James's video um, about a building that's been derelict in his area for a long time and has driven him so mad that he's decided to buy the building to take one unit as a shop, redevelop it, have another shop there and a couple of flats above. Um, yeah. And for community, I mean, have been are so grateful for mm. what Oliver doing to make a difference to the area um yeah. which is amazing so big shout out to oliver um and the other thing is maybe you're so that school is actually sending me a list of what they need so again you know can you be speaking to your local schools um and helping them because actually you know again okay yes it is a double-edged sword that you're helping the community but hopefully if they see that you're helping the community then you know i'm sure that families are going to recognize that and they're going to want you to use your services you know that's obviously a nice benefit i know you're not doing it for that reason um but there is a benefit there to do it 
So have a look in your Facebook pages and see and, and see what's going on. Thoughts, Luke? Yeah, ab ab absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, Oliver's a big champion of the community with his uh, with his love group and what, what he's done in what he's done in the community. And obviously pre-COVID with all the school fates, dressing up as a gecko and uh, <laughs> and, and and all of those things. But no, you're abs you're abs you're absolutely right. I mean, just just from we picking up there was a local school um to to where I, to where we live now in uh, in weston and they were after some bark um and first the post came out as just just bark they want some bark for the growing garden um that the children use and it's to get them outside get them about how plants and that that kind of thing grows um so i think they wanted a thousand liters of thousand liters of bark um for it so and they were happy just to have secondhand bark taken off someone's garden um and go and collect it but thought well the, the actual cost of it was about 60 70 pounds um uh, which is which is still still an amount of money, but the kids are going to. It's not sometimes all about sticking them in front of a laptop or a or an iPad or a tablet. So getting them out and again, we've been blessed with this great weather just lately. So what they've been able to really enjoy it. So it, it's those simple things, and it could even just be like buckets and spades. I know one of the schools close to one of our offices, St John's, they um, they have an Amazon list. So a bit like a, a bit like a wedding list where you could put your I think Debenhams used to do it, didn't they? Where you could put all your items into a thing and then the guests would buy it. I think Amazon do a similar service. So and some of those things were just simple things like rulers. Um, they could even be like a, a storage box, one of these plastic storage boxes um, for it, because when all the all of the funds at the minute are probably being diverted into other into other areas. Um, and not necessarily into the education, and and obviously there's only so much money that can go around. So ab absolutely, again, it's it's keeping an eye on those community groups because quite often members of the PPA, um, uh, the the governors, um, the the staff, and the parents are all all in there. And as soon as you pipe up to to even look to see what the local schools need um is it sports equipment i know one of the schools that we were speaking to um said well we don't really necessarily have the need now for the computers but sports equipment we, we, because it's now coming up to that that time of the year where they can get out onto their playing fields or the playgrounds um for it and, and enjoy it so uh, i think just make sure you you're in all of those uh for sale wanted what, whatever the local community groups are um and make sure you're making contact with with the schools and David Mintz as well for what he's doing with the Friendship Circle as well, which is exceptional up in Manchester. So well done, David. Absolutely fantastic. And I know there's loads of people out here. I mean, Jim, I mean, your generosity. Um, I saw you um, giving out at the end of last year um, to loads of people was, was unbelievable. So I know a lot of people watching this or listening to it, you do an incredible, incredible job for your community, which is fantastic. So, podcast of the week. Any thoughts? Um, there's been a couple this week, um, that I, and I'll put them down to Tom Panos this week. Um, he on his not the million dollar agent. So on his podcast, he's done two, and one of them is a little bit dated, but still relevant. And they're all about listings and the listing presentation. 
Um, one of them's about an hour and seven and one's about 41 minutes. Um, and if anyone's a member of the real estate gym, I know on Monday he's got 27 ideas to win more listings. So if you are a gym member, it's going to be well worth looking at. That. But I put I put it down to um, uh, to Tom Panos this week for me with those two kind of listing again, talk about scripts and dialogues and, and what to say where you can sum it up in 20 words rather than ramble on for five minutes like I normally do. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people can emphasize with that and sometimes just wanted to get to the point. Um, and also the um, where they did the summary um, on um, the, the performance podcast, they did a summary of, of is it season four they're on or? Yeah, the, I think so. Yeah. 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 So there's some episodes on there that I've not listened to. So like the one with the bulldog skincare, um, I'm really interested to go because I had no idea about the the background of the bulldog skin bulldog skincare and it makes you more intrigued to actually know about it and, and what it's all about. But actually, then when you see that as a brand and you're thinking, do I buy the L'Oreal or do I buy the Sainsbury's own brand or do I buy the bulldog one? It makes you more inclined to maybe look at buying the bulldog one because of what they stand for. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? So, Jim, yeah. fantastic. Looking to give out twenty five thousand this year to local causes. That that's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, well, I'll tell you what podcast of the week I enjoyed. Um, the wise one, um, Andy Davis with um, Nicola Brewer on um, Nicola's podcast. So Nicola interviews um, oh. people in the industry. Um, I think we've spoken about before. Amy um, podcast, Amy Shields podcast was absolutely exceptional. Rob Brady's um, and Andy's story is pretty inspiring um you know so i think andy was saying he was um 20 20 stone um and can now fit into skinny 34 um trousers um and his size is absolutely incredible for where, yeah. he's, where he's done so i think we may have mentioned that last week about his things but um yeah no again he's been he's just been consistent and disciplined to get out there and and do it but uh, he's got a big, big why. I know when he was talking about why he was doing it in our group, he's got a big, big why as to um, why he's why he's doing it, which is obviously in the back of his mind whenever he goes out and puts on the trainers. Yeah. So actually, here's a question for everybody: What's your why, and what's your purpose? It came. It came in. I was doing a um, doing some consulting this week. And they were talking about what I was doing and the stuff I was doing for the schools and the laptops and stuff like that. And they said, Stephen, you've got a real purpose. You've got a real drive. You know, so again, what's your purpose? You know, what's your why? Why are you doing all these things? Um, you know, tomorrow is the 29th anniversary of my dad um, passing away. Um and my dad was in hospital for the first 23 years of my life. So my second home was Hammersmith Hospital. We were there year in, year out, year in, year out. And on my 21st birthday, um, we went in there and um, the doctors and nurses were crying their eyes out. And they said, um, I said, what's the matter? And because they were family, because we'd known them for so long, they said, go and say goodbye to your dad. Um, my next day, my dad was starting a new business. Okay, so um, he was a real fighter. Sam was a real fighter. Um, you know, and it comes down to their mindset. 
Um, and it's funny, it's not funny, but I've had three or four conversations with people this week about Sam. Um, Sam really should only have lived for a year um, after she was diagnosed terminally. And people say, you know, well, how does she manage to you know, get an extra four years? And the same with my dad. It's all in, it's all to do with your mind, you know, and Sam's mind and my dad's mind was incredibly strong um, and they wanted to do things and they lived every day and they made the most of every day. So, you know, what's your mindset like? You know, what yeah. are you doing every day to make the best of every single day you can have? Okay, because sadly we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but can you make the most of every day? Can you go into today and say, right, this Sunday I'm going to have the best Sunday I've ever had, and just to make the most of it, whether it's with your friends, your family, your colleagues, whoever it is. When you're at work, you know, can you make Monday the best Monday that you're ever going to have? Tuesday the next Monday, you know, ultimately it's for us to do that. So. I'm sure we can. So, you know, and Sam and my dad continuously inspire me every single day. And you, and again, I'm sure Sam's watching this because you wouldn't have known this, but um, this week I found our wedding list. Okay. So how weird is it that on a podcast you've mentioned a wedding list? We haven't discussed yeah. it. No, no, no. You wouldn't know about it. And then this week, I'm looking at our wedding list and stuff like that. It's just, I find the whole thing very strange. Yeah. So let us know who inspires you, okay? Who keeps you going every day? Who is it? Luke, who's, who is it for you? Um, it's, it's, it's a combination of, of, of things, really. So when, for example, when I, when I go out for a run, there's a YouTube playlist uh, or I can't remember how it's pronounced, but is it Matthias M? Um, there's about eight, eight or nine videos in it, and it's all about it's all about motivation. So it's got like the parts of the motivational speech, so like Steve Jobs one uh, about connecting the dots. It's got like Rocky and um, and when when he's talking. Um, what well, is it, Luke? Uh, Matthias M. Um, I'll try and find the um, the actual playlist, but I've downloaded them onto my watch, um, yeah. and I play uh, so Matthias M. Uh, there are off. You can be mentored by people who aren't alive. I'll, I'll put the I'll put I'll put the link. Um, but um, but yeah, it's um, it's 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 a good playlist. But again, it's got all the the bits in there. And there's there's a couple of things that stand out. Is that even if so, you go out for a run and you don't you don't quite feel like it. Just just keep kind of going. And when you feel like just giving up, uh, it's then just go a few more steps. And then those few more steps turn into a few more steps. And before you know it, you think you're feeling really good about it. Whereas five minutes ago, you were prepared to just stop and walk and. And, and catch it and catch a breather um and then there's a story of uh, a deaf american footballer on there um and how he actually becomes um uh, a professional american footballer uh as well so it's just stories like that and when you think well look i've got the use of my legs i've got the use of my eyes i can hear um can eat can drink water then you've got a lot 
you've got a lot to be grateful so it, it's all this it's everything that goes on around you've got a healthy family got a young young son that's just with us so it, it's everyone that uh that kind of gives you gives you that why i wouldn't say it's just one person it's a combination of different things but also it's identifying sometimes when you do have because everyone has those down times don't they where you think you feel a bit sorry for yourself and, and everything else but what what mechanism do you have and what facilities do you have to try and pick yourself out of it is it a song so um i know sometimes on the way into work there's a couple of songs i listen to one is the greatest showman um and the other one is head and heart which i know you you're a big fan and particularly the the video for it um and sometimes it could even be just on the last bit of trying to do something just putting i know it sounds sad but putting on the rocky soundtrack um and just uh, just imagining you're um you're about to knock out drago um so um but all, all of those so i think it's it's a combination it's also having mechanisms so that you you know what you need to do to flick a switch to to make you realize that you are lucky or you need to just go this extra mile or go this extra hour at work or or whatever it is and actually, do you know what's really interesting? Bringing you back full circle to the walking football and playing with better players. Um, and this is something that I've learned um, most probably over the last two or three years. You know, people um, have asked, you know, how do you get like Jeb Blunt or John McGrath on there? And actually, it's learning that they're human beings like you. You know, they're exactly the same. You know, just what you said got arms they've got legs you know they're breathing they've got they're just like you you yeah. know so actually it's just so when I was competing against them or playing against them it was like you know before it would have been in my mind on oh my word I'm playing with better players and you freeze whereas actually do you know what I can learn from these better players I'm going to improve my game I'm going to become better as a result of it bring it on so my yeah. mindset has totally changed yeah um, because of it and yeah. you know the same thing actually when you're going out and when you're interviewing people or whether you're having conversations or whether you're with a vendor or whether you're speaking to somebody you think oh they never ever speak to me well actually they're just like you and i yeah and and it's knowing that yeah you know? and and sometimes i mean hopefully we'll have a, a special guest to announce soon and um, that's going to come on uh, the podcast or as a Facebook live, but again, it's, it's just asking that question. Um, so just, I, I fired off an email after an exchange on Twitter to, to someone. Um, and then and before I know it, we're, we're into a dialogue and a conversation being invited to the headquarters, um, when, when we're allowed, um, and also, um, just got set a date for coming on the podcast and um, Facebook Live, so which is going to be an absolute amazing, amazing episode um, as well. But Jim kind of just mentioned about um, that's a bit of a list. Blimey, yeah. who would have thought Chris Watkin would have been in that list? What can yeah. I say? Amazing, yeah. Jim. Thank you. Uh, Rick, um, yeah, Richard Branson, Mr. Watkin, Mr. Brown. Um, should we say this is in no particular order because Mr. Brown should be kind of uh, Lisa Novak again where Lisa Novak if you want to talk about an energy game where does she get that energy to just be on it 
what appears to be 24-7. Again, the Tom Panos story about, he posted a picture recently, didn't he, of where he was in 2007 and how he looked. So he kind of looked like Andy Davis um, in terms of weight and things like that. And then he made the decision to, along with other things, to, to, sort, to sort his fitness out and, and diet because he knows it's more of an energy game. Um, so, so if, um, if, we take, if we take all of these people, okay, yeah. so Jack Canfield has written a book with somebody, I forget the guy's name, it's called The Aladdin Factor. Yeah, um, the um, monkey Nigel Risner um, mentioned it. Um, if you haven't read The Aladdin Factor, it's an exceptional book, and funnily enough, it is all about asking, and it is a brilliant, yeah. brilliant book. It's exceptional. Tony Robbins, um, I'm not your guru. Um, yeah that two weeks ago helped me when i was feeling very very down which sounds crazy yeah. if you've ever watched that program yeah. because some of the stories there are just yeah. shocking but but these are all the th little things that went next time if you have a bit of a, a an area you you connect the two so it may be you'll need to rewatch it and that may be in six months time or in 12 months time um but yeah, I mean, I mean, Tony, when you look at what Tony Robbins does and his background and and what he does to help other people and and things, but there is a great audio book and it's a light taken from his live event, um, uh, Unleash the Power Within. Um, so it's on Audible. Um, I think it's about six hours in terms of duration, um, and uh, well worth well worth uh, a listen. Um, listen to it on your walks um whenever if it's on the treadmill or just in just in the background but it's well worth focusing um a lot, a lot of these a lot of these things but no tony robbins is i think up, up there with one of the or, or the best okay yeah. i have listened to it awake with drawing within it is in my yes. book that i've read yeah oh no 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 it's a different one so oh, it's not it? no so if you have a look at um I think it's unleash the power within. It's a live. It's a recorded at a live event. So whereas awaken the giant within is just one of his books, this is actually him on stage, and you're getting the raw kind of Tony Robbins effect. So a bit like um, I'm not your guru, but on steroids in my in my opinion. Um, and and again, a big thing around should and must. So anyone that listens to it will understand what should and must. Okay. So, Thank you. And Jim, the Sunday slot I do allows me to get into the mindset of people that have overcome challenges in their life. And I learn from it. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Jim, thank you. You are definitely in my daily gratitude tomorrow with a comment like that. Um, absolutely amazing. So thank you. You made my morning. Luke, thank you again for your time this morning. Nice. Really enjoyed it. Um, for the rest of the day. Um, my sister is um, meeting my sister now. We're going yeah. for a nice walk around Kenwood, if I can manage to walk around there yeah. after all my aches and pains. Um, and then looking forward to the last episode, maybe, of um, Line of Duty tonight. So um, I've got no idea what you're on about when it comes to Line of Duty. Good. Well, it's excellent. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Um, <laughs> So it's a, it's a choice, Spurs, Sheffield United or Line of Duty. There's only one winner. Sorry, Spurs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. At least, at least you had a cup final last weekend. 
Yes. Well, I've got another cup final actually in three weeks, which I'm more really? looking forward to. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Hereford at Wembley in the FA Trophy mm. final. So um, hopefully, hopefully they will get a trophy. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems seems to be heading seems to be heading that way with the intervention that's going on at the minute. So yeah, let's let's hope so. But everybody, thanks so much for watching. Yeah, thank you. If you do like it share it um review us um get the message out there please um we enjoy doing it every sunday it's nice to be back um we miss andy maybe we do maybe we do not. we understand um, family comes first to yeah. spend the time so 100% and um david mintz if you're still watching are we going straight on to kerfuffle at um 10 o'clock so let everybody know where to come after to listen to the next exceptional podcast learnings learnings kerfuffle learnings take care have a good one everybody thanks for your time have a super sunday enjoy your bank holiday monday thanks a lot bye bye